Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, Emily and I are jumping into how to scale and grow your team and exactly the steps you need to be asking yourself before you even realize, is a team the thing you need to be doing in the first place? Because Ooh. some of you, the team might not be the answer. It just might be what you think is the answer. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about that. I'm excited to talk about like how much you should be spending on these people, how much yeah. you should be paying them, what kind of the differences are between employees and contractors. And jumping into some of the fears and mentality shifts of what it is to run a team inside your own business. Yeah, so we've covered this a little bit in a different way before in a previous episode. We'll link that in the show notes where we talked about our timeline of what we invested in and when. But that's all about different systems, softwares, people, all sorts of stuff like that, tools and everything to help run our business. But this is specifically, are you ready for a team? how to make that actually happen, what questions to ask and all that good stuff. So I think the first question you should ask yourself, this is where everyone needs to start. And I think it's, again, like we love doing, starting at the end and working backwards, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you need to start thinking about your business five to 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. which I know for a lot of you is like, but I don't know what I want next month. So how am I supposed to know what I want five to 10 years from now? That can be a really scary question. But for real, like, what kind of business are you looking at? Are you looking at this empire? Like, is there a big office? Is there a warehouse? Is there people running around? Is your phone ringing off the hook? Or are you like on the beach in Tahiti with like an iPad and like, checking your email every 15 minutes. Do you want a brick and mortar store or do you always just want to ship out of your garage? Do you want to have a personal assistant that hangs out with you or do you want to be in charge of a team? Do you want to like step out of a lot of the roles in your business or do you always want to have your hands on some of those things? Now, right now you might say, oh, I always want my hands on them because I'm the only one who can do them really well. So we're going to talk about the difference in that in a little bit, but truly asking yourself, Is it a one to three person team, a one person team, a 10 person team, a 500 person team? That's a big difference into where you start kind of up leveling that business, even in the beginning. So know that first. Yeah, because here's the reality check. Emily and I, even we thought we would never have a team. Ever, ever. I don't work well with other people. No. But I do now. 
Yeah. Like we were the people in high school and college that when the teacher said group project, we immediately stood up at the end of class and waited by her desk and politely asked if we could have our own group. (laughs) Or can I work with the teacher? I've done that before. My group, my team member has been the teacher. I'm like, I will do the work of three people. I don't need two other people dragging me down. <laughs> like, this has been a lifelong mantra. So the fact that we even work with each other was like a big leap of faith. Mind blowing. <laughs> Mind blowing. And so the fact that we're like, now looking at a team of I get confused on the number all the time. I'm going with 14 recently. So that's just what I'm going with. Sounds good. We manage a team of 14. I'm like, what are we doing? Why? Why? Why do we do this to ourselves? This is crazy. You know, it's just one of those things when you know, you know. But that goes to say, don't be afraid to pivot. But just because, you know, you may think now, I'll never ever want a team member or I'm, you know, I want to be kind of corporate-y for my job or like mega, you know, CEO status, which you can call yourself a CEO if it's just you, baby, or just a part-time person. You can call yourself whatever you want. So don't let the titles kind of get to you, but kind of ask yourself, like, what presence do you want to have in the world? What impact do you want to have? What reach do you want to have? That is not to say you're going to have a tiny impact if you have a tiny team or a tiny reach. That's just to say, what is your growth going to be like? One person can only handle so much. You would be astounded by how much help other business owners have who are growing and who are huge. Don't let other businesses that have just one face of the team, don't let that discourage you and think that one person is doing it all. No, because I mean, because they're the face of their business, they don't have any right, like they don't have any reason to tell you how many part-time contractors they have working for them. Like we try to be transparent with our stuff because we think it's helpful. Right. Some people just aren't. That's okay. Yeah. So we're oversharers. So it's fine. It's what you get with us. But that being said, there are plenty of people who solo by themselves through quarter of a million dollar businesses, half a million, million dollar businesses, so it's not to be said that it can't be done on your own. I'm just saying if you want to scale faster, mm-hmm. the team effort is where it's at. Yep. Yep. So who do you want now to Now that we're all there. <laughs> we're all here. Okay. So you've decided, all right, I'm on the train. I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm considering this as an option for my business. Yep. Who do I hire first, Emily? Uh-huh. Uh So I think it's important, first of all, to know that it is very, very, very difficult to find a Jack or Jill of all trades. Don't do that. You, you are that person because it's your business and you have to wear 17 different hats, but it is next to impossible and will frustrate the shit out of you if you seek someone who can wear as many hats as you. If you seek a VA that promises that they can write blogs, take pictures and send emails and create a launch strategy for you, you're probably going to be disappointed. No one is that great at all of those things. And it will be so much more beneficial for you to really take a look at your business and say, okay, if it's impossible for me to hire another business owner like me who wants to wear all the hats, 
what is the one specific task I can get off my plate? And this might tell you that that task doesn't need a person. Yeah. But it needs an app or a software or some kind of automation in your business. So I would love for you to really, truly start there. What can I take off my plate right now? It's not a person. It's not a team. It's not a VA. It's not a copywriter. It's not a designer. It's not this. What tasks can I start unloading by investing in systems and automation? Oh, 100%. We invested in systems and tools and softwares and apps. And they are very much our team. Like we could not do the business without them. Yeah, absolutely. But we did those instrumentally before and spent a lot more money on those things than people for a long time. For a long time. Some of those being ConvertKit, Tailwind, Later, Trello, just to name a few. Just to name a few. And those those systems allow us to save time, energy, and money in some sort of capacity, or they do they automate some part of the job that just means that we're not doing okay, for instance, let me give you an example. We used to believe it or not, every single day, when a blog post went live, we'd post on Instagram manually, like type out a post manually on Instagram, then go type out a post manually on Facebook, then go pin it on Pinterest manually, and then go in our Facebook group and post a prompt manually. Do you know how much you get that? (laughs) Do you know how much time that takes? That's, I don't even know why we did that for so long. Like I probably about 20 or 30 minutes every single morning. And that's if we didn't get down the rabbit hole of getting distracted on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Facebook. A hundred percent. And so now those systems do a lot of those things for us or they cut Mm -hmm. down the time it takes by like hundreds of percentages. Hundreds of percentages. (laughs) By millions of percentages. So take a look at some of those small things now. And especially yes. if your budget isn't big, Tailwind's like nine bucks a month. You later can get later free. for free by sharing. You get more posts for free by sharing it. Post planner is like seven bucks a month. So look at those things and start adding those on. Trickle them in here and there and see how much time is being saved and that you can be putting back into your business in bigger ways. So if you're starting to look for a person, I recommend offloading tasks first that you're not very good at. Yes. Or you're not you're not very time efficient with. Mm-hmm. Or they're just like they take like no offense to anyone literally, but they're just like time sucking activities in your right. business. Right. So they're not adding dollars and cents into your bottom line. But they're taking your precious time, which is worth money. So our first thing we offloaded to a person was we wrote our blog post, which was that was worth our time. We had someone else. I guess the first person we technically added on was an editor. Because we were awful at it. We both suck. I mean, not that we're terrible. We're a good writer. What's a comma? How do you use a comma? I don't know. I don't know how we graduated high school English, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> we have people for that. 
But that was a really inexpensive way to get a really good bang for our buck. And she went through a ton of our content really quickly. So Sarah was a great asset. And then the next thing when we started thinking about our blog process was we hated and like load the process of once we wrote the blog, getting it uploaded into Squarespace, formatting it, Mm -hmm. and getting it scheduled. It was taking anywhere from 10 minutes to 30 minutes a post, depending on how many images and headings and or and how distracted you were and if the dog barked. Right. So we didn't look at blogging as like, okay, I hate blogging. I better hire a ghostwriter. No, that's not what we did. We knew that blogging was beneficial to our business. We liked doing it. There was a huge process that we hated and we were about to get burnt out if we had to keep doing that post blog process. But we knew, I bet if someone comes in and does the shit part that we hate and we will love her and she will do it amazingly that we can just spit out excellent content. It will make us want to write better. It will make us want to write more because she's going to handle it. And that's exactly what happened. So once she was there and we trusted her and she was in our business, it was easy to give her other tasks. Yes. So when we decided to allow guest contributors, like I don't even see those forms. Uh-uh, Allie no. sees all of them. Uh-huh. She knows what we do and don't like and what is and isn't acceptable and she goes through that process for us and handles the guests and handles their inquiries and like there's just not enough time in the day and so those are the kinds of things that they're helpful like to Mm -hmm. the business as a whole but it just didn't make sense for us to be the ones pursuing those things any longer. Yeah, it adds value to the community because we're providing a space for writers and we're providing new content and different content for our audience, but it's not providing the value in the same sense that we can. And so we know where our creative hat lies. So that's what we want to continue to be good at and have that creativity space to make it happen. But uploading content doesn't do that for you guys, right? No. So I think traditionally, a lot of people look at something that's like, if it's blogging, if it's picture taking, if it's writing sales pages, whatever it is, and you look at that, and you're like, Oh, this kind of a time suck. It takes so much of my time. If I had one person that just like did this really well, maybe they can just take part of that process away from you. And it will help you love that task more and create more and do more of that same thing. If you don't have to do the part, the very specific part that you hate, like for instance, another example, I still take all of our flat lays, all of our blog images, all of our podcast images, all of the images we use on our course pages, all that good stuff. I take all of those. But the process that was time suck and kind of just like, oh, now I have to do this whole post thing was the editing and the cropping and the fine tuning and the finishing the details. So we recently hired someone else to come in in that regard. And so I'm still shooting. I'm the creative director for what is shown on our site. And we get a say on that because we are doing it, but I don't have to finish it. It's like the best thing for creators. You get to start a task, but you don't have to finish it. <laughs> We're really good starters. Yeah, yeah. But think about what what's happening inside your business that you could offload part of it, but not the whole thing. Because yep. here's the thing. You don't need someone to do all of it. No. I think you think you do. 
I think mm-hmm. you think, well, if I'm going to do a webinar, I need someone to make my slides. I need someone to like figure out my emails. Well, and I, I think a lot of people think this in regards to social media. Yeah. Like for them, it's all or nothing. It's either they're all in their social media or they don't want to post. They want to write. They don't want to find images. They don't want to do anything. And so people think, I just hate being on social media. I'm not good at it. It takes so much time. Yada, yada. What's the one part that you could still play a role in to make your voice known, your presence known, and your strategic thinking inside that aspect of your business, but you don't have to do the whole thing? Right. So okay. for instance, on social media, we still spend the majority of our time in Instagram and yeah. we do almost all of it ourselves. That said, any blog post that we're like talking about that goes live, our VA is going in there and scheduling it for us. So mm-hmm. she's not scheduling all our Instagram posts, but she's scheduling all our blog Instagram updates and, and podcast ones and podcast ones because it's just take like there's there's not like a lot of thought that goes in. Not that Allie doesn't think she does so many things. She's not, not writing it. words for us. Yeah, we've already written them. She's copying and pasting what we did, and yes. she's doing the workflow. Yes. So sure. we're coming in there with there's an, a third post that still needs written or two posts that still needs written. We are doing those still and placing and scheduling yeah. and curating our feed and figuring out what's coming up next. Yeah. But the ones that are copy and paste and part of that process, she takes care of for us. But there might be other places where you could have someone help. Like for instance, Pinterest is not actually a social media platform. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Mind blown. It's a search engine. It's a search engine. So it's actually all SEO stuff. So if you don't know anything about SEO, you might need someone to help you come in and figure out Pinterest because you're not posting on yeah. Pinterest like you do on Instagram. It's right. a totally you're not having a conversation. Thing. It's a totally well, what's different cool about stuff like that is you can hire someone for that once. You don't necessarily have to hire them on a continuous basis. Yeah. So if your budget's super small, hire someone who's an expert at Pinterest, get on some calls with them, have them clean up your boards, have them give you some strategy, create a plan for you, and then maybe you initiate that plan and you like carry it out, but you're at least doing it right. Right. So let's talk about money. Money, money, money. Because I feel like that's part of the problem. Because yes. we, could, we could go in all day giving you ideas of what to hire for. But at the end of the day, you're thinking, okay, but for reals, <laughs> how, real, much, yeah. how much am I paying these people? So first of all, we need to think about how much would it cost you mm-hmm. to do the task? Yep. You should know what your time is worth. If you don't, do the math. So how we do the math, girlfriend. Math time. Math time. I feel like we need like a certain jingle. I think we should have a time, jingle. Kind of like reading rainbow style. Because I Because apparently I do like math time every episode almost. I would never, ever, ever have thought I would be on a show that had a segment called math time. <laughs> so, my life a little bit. So let's think about it. So we'll just use last year, you had you're thinking about taxes for 2016 right now. And you're like cringing a little bit how much you have to turn in, right? 
I am very cringing. This is real. Are you talking <laughs> <to me? laughs> Okay. So you know that gross number, Gil? That you know, the number before taxes? Yeah. So the big number that you made for the, the whole year? One. The pretty one before the tax guy came in and was like, I'm taking this much from you. So before the gremlin comes in, the big shiny one that you're super proud of, you take that number, divide it by 12. So you're going to get your monthly income, okay? And you're going to divide that by, let's say, 160. So that's like four 40-hour work weeks. So you're going to basically figure out what your hourly wage is, is what we're trying to get to here. (laughs) Okay. That is how much you're worth hourly on average. While you're at it, you should probably just go ahead and double all your prices. So that rate. Because if you, if you're really disgusted by that number, like Mm -hmm. if that number is below the national average, you know, minimum wage. Minimum wage. We need to rethink other conversations. But if you're not working 48 hours a week, 40 hours a week, you can definitely change the division to whatever you're working on average, but divide it out to an hourly basis. So you're looking at exactly how much you're making hourly and look at, okay, if this is how much I'm making hourly, how long on average is this task taking me? Mm -hmm. And then multiply that out and figure out, okay, well, if this task is taking me three hours, and on average, I'm making $22 an hour, I can afford to pay someone else the same amount mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you might find that you can pay someone less because they can either do it in less time than you can because you're not as efficient or they can do it and batch it with other things you need them to do for you. So now I'm going to do another math time equation. Math time. I wish you guys could (laughs) see my jazz hands that I'm doing right now. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So did you know... That that big shiny number that you made for the whole year, 20% of that is not yours. Oh, what? It should be your businesses. You should be reinvesting that back into your business on things like systems and education and maybe other people. Oh, my God. So if you let, let's do some math. Okay. Say you made, oh my gosh, calculator, come up quicker, $60,000 in 2016. I'm not dividing. I'm multiplying by 20% or 0.2%. That means you can reinvest in the year of 2016 approximately $12,000. Woof. Did you or are you not reinvesting that much? Because think about things you're reinvesting into your business are tax deductible. So they're going to help you save money from the big scary guy that you have to mail a check to at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So paying other people isn't necessarily a bad thing because it helps you later, but it is, it is scary. So that number may be bigger than you think right now. If you're sitting here like there's no way I could afford anyone. And if you actually do the math and hammer it out, you probably just aren't invest- reinvesting enough back in your business. And what that does is it creates more time and money yes. for you. Yes. By reinvesting that, you're not getting it on the front end, but you're building a stronger business that's going to reward you soon. Okay? Yes. So I think at the end of all of that, though, guess who you cannot replace in your business? You... You cannot hire yourself. Oh, that's really sad. You can't. I know. I I actually asked for a clone of myself the other day when so much stuff needed to get done. But here's the deal. Going back to our first point, if you try to find the person that wears the 17 hats, at the end of the day, you are the only one that cares about your business as much as you do. Yes. 
That's not sad. It's not, it's not, it is just a fact. It's whatever it is, no matter whose business it is, you are the only one that cares about it as much as you do. Other Emily cares as much people. Well, yeah, ours is, ours is the only business that's 50-50 here or 100-100. I don't know. Depends on the day. <laughs> but if you go after trying to replace your role in your business, I'll be real honest with you, your business isn't going to survive. No. We knew an entrepreneur, and this was like two-ish years ago that we heard this, and she had built this business. It was going really well. It was taking off and making her a lot of money. And she asked her mentor, is there ever a point in my business where I can hire out enough things where it's just running and I'm still kind of like, like my name is on things and like past webinars of me show up and whatever, but I'm, I'm not in it. I'm at the beach or I'm in Italy or whatever. And that person was like, no, that's not what being in business is. That's not what having this kind of business is. If that's the role you want to play, like, I guess you're creating corporate America and that's like what you're heading towards because none of those people are in their business anymore. But that's not how this works. That's not how creative businesses work. And if you're at the point where you're wanting so much to be out of your business and have other little minions doing all of the roles, maybe what you're doing right now isn't meant for you. So that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother icky, yucky, like you might need to sit down with a psychologist kind of conversation. (laughs) Which totally fine. Been there, yes. done that. Ten years Hashtag of therapy. Later. Get it. Do it. It's fine. <laughs> but it's okay. I will say I did recently have I literally had the same conversation with another creative. She was a designer and she has a successful branding company. And she said she was having a really hard time scaling. And I asked her who she had tried to hire and she said I tried to hire another designer and that was her first hire. And so she was basically teaching someone essentially how to do her job. And I cringed a little bit because although I understand the idea from like the real world, like, (laughs) like people build agencies all the time and that's a thing. But when you're working on your own and you're trying to build a business, your first hire can't be someone in the same role as you, or you're not going to be able to scale. Like, that's just like if you're trying to get more clients, your first hire should have been someone who's going to help you get more sales. And then when you have that problem, then maybe looking for design backup. But with someone with a different skill set than you, so mm-hmm. you can offer something different. Mm-hmm. But the problem she was running into is these people were coming in, essentially trying to like learn her way of doing business mm-hmm. and then like literally stealing business secrets from her and like running and doing it inside their own small businesses. And it gave wow. her this huge sour taste in her mouth. And I just felt terrible for her. So I don't want this to be your personal journey. I want you to be empowered by hiring people. I want you to enjoy being a manager. I want you to enjoy being in charge and being boss. And it's not fun all the time. It's just not. Not that we've had a discipline or anything. Like Our people are great, but occasionally you're disappointed by something and you have to point it out to them. And that sucks, but... That's what being a boss is about. You have to be able to point out 
things you want done differently so that they are done right the next time so that you can move forward and have everything continue to be better from that point on. I think one of the best decisions we made, and we've done this with almost every single person we have on our team, is we've done a trial run first. Yes. So we're the kind of people, like, we're kind of afraid of commitment in, like, weird aspects, even though, again, when we saw each other, we were, like, running in a field of daisies to each other, knowing we were going to get married in, like, two weeks. Picture that for a second. But when it comes to, like, spending money on people and making sure it works, like, we're both, like, very quality control people. And so we wanted to make sure that it was a good fit. Were we getting along okay? Were we pleased with the results? Were we pleased with the communication? Because more often than not, the result, like the doing of the task is probably not going to be a problem if there's a problem. It's going to be how quickly are they doing it? How are they telling you that they're, they have questions? Are they like emailing you at three in the morning and you don't see it until the next day? So now you're a day behind. Like what is their communication like? What is their whatever? It's usually outside of that actual results. How do they receive criticism and receive like, hey, can you tweak this a little bit? So make sure you mesh well with that person. So we always, we were usually offered a trial, like, hey, let's just see how this goes on a three-month basis or a one-month basis or whatever. But we actually ask this now, typically of new people, unless they've been around on our team in some capacity, let's just try it. Let's see how it goes for 30 days, for three months, whatever it is. Let's see what the results are of you being on this team. And let's see how that kind of works itself out. And if we're pleased with all of those things, we'll take it from there. Yeah. And I think that gives you opportunities because they say, and I don't know where, who says this. Someone like, says oh, this. They? To hire fast or no, what is it? Fire fast. But it's definitely fire fast. Hire slow, fire fast. Is that it? I don't I know. Don't I'm know. messing we'll up this quote, obvious. I'm, I'm, I'm messing up this quote. But basically, I know it's fire fast. I know it's fire fast for sure. I'm not sure about the first part of the quote. But basically, <laughs> if something is not working, you have to be transparent early on. Because if you uh-huh. let anything go too long, like, more than likely, you're going to hire someone because you like the person. And so I don't want you to get in this awkward friend stage where you don't feel like you can critique them in a way where they receive feedback from you and treat you appropriately because ultimately you're paying them to do the job and you can't just be friends. So I do kind of want to, on the same realm of doing a trial run, I do also want you to think about, are you hiring employees? Are you hiring contractors? Big fat, difference. Huge difference. One is, oh, or an intern. I think we should add that into the mix as well. Okay. Okay. Are you hiring an intern, an independent contractor or an employee? So I highly suggest break it down. I highly suggest for the majority of you, independent contractors are going to be your BFFs. Yep. 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 So here's what they do for you. They work on their own time. So you can't Tell them when to work. That's one of the cons, so to speak. They you can, can tell them when something is due. Yes. But you can't say, I want you to work on it between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. of this day. If they want to work at 2 a.m., that is totally their to fine. That's their jam. But you get to have contracts with these persons 
because they are a contractor. And you can either have it on a project basis. So they complete a project and they're done. Like the Pinterest ramp up. You could have it be on a monthly reoccurring retainer basis. So they have like a certain set of tasks that they do every month and you pay them the same amount every month. Like our editor. Or you could pay them an hourly rate and they send you an invoice at the end of every month. Yes. So we have all of them. We do have all of them. Now, the difference with an employee is depending on your state, Mm -hmm. it can get really complicated really quickly. Depending on how many hours they work, you may have to offer health insurance, retirement benefits. The list goes on and on. Yeah. And to be an intern is a shit show. Well, okay. It works for some people. Emily is very, 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 very hesitant. Here's a, well, here's the thing, though, because yes. typically when people are hiring or looking to like offload is because they don't have any time. So if you don't have any time, you do not have time for an intern. An intern is typically a student in college and high school, and they're looking for class credits and they have they get course credits that they are paying for by doing work for you. So in exchange you have to teach them things. So they come into your office or your workspace or whatever. You typically physically meet up with them on a, you know, couple days a week for a couple hours, whatever. And you have to have them shadow you in whatever it is that they're learning for that credit or whatever. And sometimes some states or some universities or however it works require you, the mentor, to fill out like the paperwork that says, syllabus basically like this is what I plan on teaching them this is what we did this is like what we did every week or whatever so if your point is to save time you may think having an intern because it's free and it's a student they can just come in it's like a personal assistant that's absolutely not what's going to happen no I will say that sometimes people will email you saying they're interested in an intern position but they might be a potential independent contractor, but they don't right. necessarily know the difference. And so take advantage. <laughs> so That's you, where she's going with this, you so guys. I'm saying they might be an inexpensive <laughs> independent <laughs> contractor. So you have to offer to pay them is what I'm telling you. <laughs> pay them. Pay them. They have to invoice you. Know the law. It is important. If you need to reference a lawyer in your state, please do so. We do not legally offer you any legal advice. Yeah, we should this entire episode. No, this is, this is what we have done. I'm not saying any of it is accurate. <laughs> None of this is guaranteed by Think Creative Collective LLC. Please do not come back and sue us. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So now we cleared that up. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So I do want to answer. I did have someone sent me a question. And they said they were afraid of expanding because they don't trust other people. Oh, snap. So Emily. Yeah. I know you basically don't trust anyone. So how has this worked for you? So here's the here's the interesting part of that sentence, though. I don't trust anyone. But I also, especially as I've grown older and wiser, 
my level of perfectionism has gone drastically down. <laughs> and so just like it's like slam the floor, it's down. I've always been the person, especially when I started my creative business journey of being in the camp of good is good enough. And I feel like if I, Emily, can write better or have energy to knock out that sales page, it's typically writing because that's where our voice comes from in our business. If I can have an open up space for that, I'm absolutely going to throw money at someone who can help me do that. The thing is, is that I'm very, very, very interested in only hiring from our tribe. I want people who know us a little bit, who understand where our business is going, who supports our mission, so they can be on our same team and not against us. And I think that that kind of goes into that whole like people coming in and stealing your secrets. We are lucky in that our business is please come in and steal our secrets, steal them and do your business really well. So we can have all of these amazing business owners doing awesome things. So I want you to come in and take those things. On the other side, it's like, I know, like you have had a little bit of a struggle giving up certain tasks. Photos is a little bit of that thing for me, like graphics is for you. And I don't think it's a trust issue. It's just a, I like to have my hands on some things. No, it's a trust issue. For For you, yes. For me, it's like literally like I want it to be a certain shade of yellow. Right. And you're going to fuck it up. Right. Right. And this is nothing against anyone else. I'm just saying I've spent so many years and so many hours making it look a certain way. Mm -hmm. I don't want someone else to come in and make it not look as good as I did. but. Honestly, my lack of trust is less about the branding. It's less about the graphics. Although I'm very nitpicky and I will be like eagle eye hawk over anyone who comes in to do any of those kinds of tasks, I would say I'm much more hesitant to share launch plans for like the year with team members. I'm much more hesitant to share financial information. We hired an accountant this year. And that was kind of like, wolf, like, you Mm -hmm. know, like, like, you have access to literally everything. I mean, stuff like that doesn't make me nervous. I just feel like I'm going to be judged. Oh, no, I'm not worried about being judged. I'm like, whoa, like you have access. Like, it's (laughs) not, it's like a not that he's going to steal it. I don't know what he would do with it. I don't know. It's just a weird... You can legit sign into our bank account, so that's weird. Yeah. Like, the bank account. My husband doesn't even have my bank account password. Yeah, but the accountant does. (laughs) Anyway, so that's a a thing. So if you're feeling... Okay, so I did actually have an answer for this. I think you could have lack of trust over a lot of different parts of your business, but I think the thing that will help you when hiring is to not give everyone the kitchen sink. So if someone comes in and you hire them to do one specific part of your business, you don't give them keys to the Rolls Royce and every other bank account information and all of blah, 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 blah. Like if you have 
like say you have Trello and you have like seven boards and you have a Dropbox with all these different folders and like there is like literal business information in these places. Like you don't just give a brand new person access to every single page and every single Dropbox folder for your entire business because these people are new. So just get the us. But I now I've never done that. For me. Only you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh. oh. I don't know why you don't count, but you don't count. <laughs> but for everybody else, like no, we no, only no. give them access to what they need access to. Right. Yeah, don't be dumb about it. So like some people have a tendency to be like, here's access to everything you may ever need ever the mm-hmm. entire time you work here ever. No. Like mm-hmm. just give them access to what they need at the moment. You can always yeah. give them more access as they need it. And I think that will help you with your trust. And as they build trust, you can just give them more things. It's just easier that way. So once you start adding team members, it can get a little bit crazy. And you want an efficient way to be able to communicate with these people. So I think for a while, there was no real way of communicating. (laughs) (laughs) It was non-existent. There was a non-existent way. But I'm really proud of what it's turned into. So I think I'd like to offer a few tips to any people who are just thinking about starting having a team. And then we'll jump into some new things. So if you're at the very beginning, some of the things that really helped us was Trello, obviously. So, yeah. duh. We keep everything. <laughs> give Trello a chance. <laughs> so we keep everything organized in Trello, and then whenever we add a new team member, if they're working on something that's related to a specific board, we add them to that board. We have a team notes miscellaneous box, like at the beginning of that board, and we will put team notes in there. To help communicate with the team. We also have training videos that we share in like a miscellaneous column at the beginning of the board. So we had training videos for how to upload blog posts to Squarespace and how to upload the podcast episodes to Squarespace and how we wanted our graphics done. And so every time we add a new team member, we record on Google Hangouts a quick video And we can either do that solo, so they're not actually on the call with us. We'll just do it by ourselves and then give it to the new person. They can watch it on their own time. Or if they want to be on the call, they can run through it the first time with us and then answer any questions. And then we have that for future reference so that Mm -hmm. new people can reference it um, as necessary. And that's been super helpful. And then obviously, any communication happens inside Trello. So we use comments like on the all reg. the time. Yeah. We don't we don't email no. any of our team members ever. No. None of us email each other. So no. if we need something from another person on our team, they all know to tag each other inside Trello on their respective cards where it makes sense. Yep. And they know how to get a hold of each other. We also have a team secret Facebook group. Yes. It's called Team TCC, super scandalous. 
And it's there for a couple of reasons to let people know just events. We can share pictures and weird stuff like that. It's kind of like our like break room. That's how I kind of feel like our Facebook group is. But we also host monthly meetings in there. And we also like to provide just by who we are and our nature, a little bit of extra support or strategy for our team members. So they know that's a place for them to pop up questions that they might have for us, suggestions on anything that's going on in their life or business. They know that that's a safe space for them to do that. And once a month, we meet up for an hour on a Google Hangout. It's a good way to visually check in with each other so we can see each other's face. New team members can meet other team members. We run through kind of the state of our business at that point, stuff that we've accomplished because they're all working towards the same goal as well. So I know that it's, I'm sure, nice to hear that their hard work is paying off and kind of get them in the mindset of where business is headed and how they can play their role even better in our business. And of course, if they have any questions to ask, it's a really good opportunity for them to verbalize that because sometimes it's easier to just talk things out instead of like having tags on Trello all day long. Yeah. And then obviously, if anyone has questions throughout the month, they have access to us to schedule meetings as necessary. But we've found that that way of communicating has really freed us up from our email because we literally hate Hate email. Hate it. Hate it. (laughs) It's something we loathe. And so if we can get our team completely out of our email, it has allowed us to make sure that when we're working, we can close our email so that we can focus on work. And that doesn't mean we're missing things from our team. And so I think that's a really great tip for anyone who's struggling. Basically use Trello. Basically use Trello. It's (laughs) bomb diggity. But seriously, if, if you're, I know Slack is a great additional option. We personally have never like tried it, but I think it would work similar to how yeah. our private Facebook group does. So I think it's just all around a great thing to think yeah. about hiring a team and expanding. And well, uh, let's get into some strategy, babe. Yeah, let's do it. So let's talk. Let's give three steps for okay. someone who might be like, okay, I think I'm in the mindset. I've gotten some clarity. I think I'm going to get an independent contractor, I'm going to get a VA for this task specific thing. Okay, but how do I go about doing it? Okay. Right? How do we make it work? How do we make the magic happen? So I think you need to first identify that very specific task that you want them to do first, and be knowledgeable about what that task is. And so when you go into, say you want to go into our group, which you totally could. Yeah. Go into our Facebook group and ask for a VA. Don't just ask for a VA. Please, Please, for the love of God, be specific about what you need, woman. Say, I want a VA who specializes in blah, 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 and be as... Can work as many hours this as a week or a month or whatever as you need. It's in the pay range of XYZ. Be super specific. The more specific you can make it, the better contacts you're going to get aligned with, the better we can out people who just aren't a good fit for you. Yeah. It's so do that help first. Everyone. Yes. And then hop on a call, yes. preferably face-to-face, so yes. Google Hangouts, Skype, whatever, with at least three people. Yes. I'm going to tell you that. At least three people. And just have a freaking conversation. 
ask them about life, ask them about their business, ask them about the goals of their own business, because maybe it's too similar to what you do. Maybe they want to stay a VA forever. Maybe they want to have an empire like Beyonce. Knowing where y'all are both headed separately and together is super beneficial. Yeah. It really helps you figure out if you're going to mesh or if the relationship's going to be very short-winded. Yep. Which both are fine. Yes. But knowing that at the beginning is super crucial. So three people ask all the hard questions. And then... Once you picked the person, you need to email them with a very clear trial. Yes. Very clear trial. So it might just be if it's like design related or photo related or graphic related, it might be like a one time mini project before you actually hire them. Or if it's more project related, you might go ahead and jump into paying them. But you say the trial period lasts for this many weeks or this many hours or this many tasks or whatever. Back out without being like, oh, this isn't going that well. You can just be like, you know what? I liked these results. That's awesome. But I think I'm going to go in a different direction. And everyone's a happy camper. Yes. We want some some space to say, I'm backing out. We want you to be confident in your decision, but also feel empowered to change your mind. Yes. Love both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so be awesome. Rock your team. Rock your business. Make smart decisions. We love you all. I'm excited to see you scale. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.